Let us pray. Lord, help me to preach. Amen. It's a good prayer. You should try it sometimes. (laughs) Presbyterians, Methodists, Baptists, Catholics, and Pentecostals are everywhere. Yet the word of the Lord is rare and visions are not widespread. In this chapel, on this prestigious seminary campus, there are enough preachers, pastors, youth ministry leaders, enough masters of divinity, doctors of ministry, doctors of philosophy to start the revolution. Yet the word of the Lord is rare and visions are not widespread. Sermons are super abundant. Prayers are plentiful. There is a bountiful supply of Bibles in every conceivable translation. There are limitless live stream services on our YouTube channels. There are countless Christian cable networks. Gospel and Christian music sales are booming. Christian bookstores are making more money than God and there is a revival service on every corner, yet the word of the Lord is rare and visions are not widespread. We are literally drowning in words about God. The world can barely hold all the words spoken in God's name. And it may be more precise if after we preach, we say this is the word about God. About is a preposition that expresses concern. We are concerned. We do regard God. We do refer to God. But a word about God is not a word of God. Of is a preposition that expresses relationship between a part and a whole. When a word is of God, it originates in the mysterious beauty of the divine being. When a word is of God, it relates God to us and us to God in ways that renew and transform the heavens and the earth. A word of God catches us and all that is made into the wholeness and integrity of the divine life. I am of the opinion that we don't need one more damn word about God. We need words of God. We need visions of who God is and who we can become in God. Beloved, when the word of God is rare, and you should like this because this is Princeton, this is a reformed house. I'm about to sound very Bartian. Put on your seatbelts. When the word of God is rare, homiletics professors cannot change the situation with talk about form and function. When the word of God is rare, preachers cannot transform the situation with cerebral sermons or meditative sermons or celebrative sermons. Biblical scholars cannot shift the situation with talk of exegesis and philology. Only God can begin the revolution of the word. The word begins with God. The word is sustained by God. The word of God is set ablaze in the world by God. Yet our loquacious God who spoke 
the world into being. Our kinesthetic God, who according to the great poet James Weldon Johnson, rolled light around in the divine hands and made the sun. This God who spangled the night with moon and stars. This God who hurled the worlds into their orbit. This God who walked and hollowed out valleys and bulged up mountains. This God who spat out the seven seas. This God, our relational God, has wed the word of God to humans. God seeks us. God invites us to be bearers of God's word. God is a choreographer looking for word dancers. God is an orchestral conductor looking for word instrumentalists. Yes, I made that up. <laughs> God is a sculptor searching for moist, pliable human clay. In a world of political upheaval as Israel was transforming from a tribal society to a dynastic monarchy, surely we know nothing in our world about political upheaval. In a world of religious upheaval, when the priestly class had abandoned the cultic for the commercial, surely we know nothing about sellout churches and preachers. The choreographer bypassed old Eli with his dim eyes. The choreographer bypassed bishops and presbyters and stated clerks and conference ministers and district superintendents and pastors with three bars on their black robes. The conductor bypassed the denominational offices in Louisville and Nashville and the Vatican. The sculptor leapt over Princeton and Yale and Duke and Harvard because often seminaries have theological clay that is too hard to mold. God found a little boy whose mama dropped him off at church. A little boy whose backstory is punctuated by his mother's pain and her prayers. A little boy got dropped off at church one day and God decided to come near that boy. God decided to stand in that boy's presence. God decided to call that boy. Beloved youth ministers, servants with the young, we are co-conspirators with girls and boys, adolescents, young men and young women whom God has come to in Chicago, in Boise, in Midland, in Macon, in the UK, in Canada, in Kenya, God has come to them. God has stood beside them. God has called them. I propose this morning, I'm going beyond my line of authority, but I propose that we rename this institute No longer shall we be called the Institute for Youth Ministry. No longer. I propose we call this the Institute for Eliana's and Eli's, for Samuelas and Samuels. I propose we call this forum the Forum for Eli's and Samuels, for Eliana's and Samuelas. Because they will come to you. They have come to you and they have asked you, is this voice that I hear in the midst of my violent community is this voice that I hear in the midst of this wealth 
and poverty? Is this voice that I hear in the midst of my parents fighting and my own striving, is this the voice of God? They will ask you, these precious ones, is this the word of God? And we must be close enough to God ourselves to discern with them. If you don't know God, you can't help nobody. We must be close enough to see God that we might disclose to them the origin of the visions that they have received. Their vocations depend upon our vocation. Their faithfulness depends on our faithfulness. And if the lamp goes out, it will be because we have fallen asleep on the job. We are the midwives who will bear into the world those whom God has called, those whom God has stood beside. She started experiencing visions and dreams. She received revelations from God. She heard God's voice. We do not know who she talked to. We do not know what Eli helped her to know that it was God who had come to her. It was God who had stood beside her. It was God who had called her. Despite having been brutalized, she grew in wisdom and stature. Despite, despite having been hit in the head by a metal weight, she grew in wisdom and stature. She made 19 trips on that invisible railroad. She led 300 to liberation but somebody had to tell her, Harriet, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I want you to go home and stir up the gifts of the Harriets in your care. The light of God depends on it. The word of God depends on it. 